Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. If you haven't sent in your nominations for the 14th Annual 25 Under 25 Awards, make sure you get that done today, over the weekend, early next week. But very soon, don't wait until the October 14th deadline. Go ahead and get those in now. You can nominate a small business that has fewer than 25 employees for profit operating in the Kansas City area for at least three years by going to 25 under 25.com. There's a nomination form that you can click on there and you can send your nominations in. Very easy process and you can submit more than one. And importantly, you can self-nominate. Do not wait until after the deadline and then sit back and say, nobody nominated me. Go out and do it yourself. You can self-nominate. So 25under25.com. We're eager to see those nominations coming in. Also, September the 25th is the third quarter big breakfast. We'll have four great entrepreneurs on a panel. I'll moderate it. Come have a great breakfast. You'll get a lot of wit and wisdom from our panelists of business owners. As we always say, we will nourish your body and your business that morning. So go out to ithinkbigger.com. Get signed up for the September 25th third quarter big breakfast we'll see out there at the Kaufman Foundation. Talking about entrepreneurs, our guest today is Scott Miller. He is the co-founder and CEO of Dragon Innovation. It's a company that works with innovators to launch hardware products and to scale companies. They were founded by a team of hardware experts, and they provide a path from prototype through production with their manufacturing expertise and all of their connections. And when we get back from this break, we're going to have Scott talk to us about what led to the creation of Dragon Innovation and more specifically what they do for the companies that they work with. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. On September 25th, nourish your body and your business at the Big Breakfast, a quarterly event spotlighting the entrepreneurs featured on the cover of Thinking Bigger Business magazine. They'll share stories from their own companies and advice that you can put to work in your business. Plus, you'll meet the staff of Thinking Bigger Business magazine and learn how you can become involved with the only publication in Kansas City that exclusively serves growth-minded small business. Find out more information and register at ithinkbigger.com. That's ithinkbigger.com. Hey, this is Dan Stein. And this is Bill Brelsford. And we We are are the the Sales and Marketing Marketing Answer Men. Do you ever have a question about sales or marketing and you don't know where to go? Well, we're here to tell you where to go. In a good way, of course, for all your sales and marketing questions. Tune in Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. on Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. As I said, our guest today is a co-founder and CEO of Dragon Innovation, Scott Miller. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Now, I'm very eager to delve into what you do, but first I want to find out how you got there. What led to the co-founding of Dragon Innovation? Sure. Yeah, so I'm an engineer by training and have been lucky to work on a, a bunch of really interesting projects, starting with a robotic tuna fish at MIT <laughs> to full-size 
walking uh, dinosaurs for Walt Disney cool. uh, before going over to iRobot for 10 years where I had the chance to help the um, company take what was a working prototype of the Roomba and then figure out sort of firsthand how do you actually scale that? Mm -hmm. How do you pick a factory? How do you put together a quality plan? And how do you go from one unit to, in our case, we built about $4 million. Um, we built about 40000 a week. And okay. after a great 10 years there, uh, about five years ago, we started to see the dawn of what uh, I think people today are calling the hardware revolution, which is mainly um, driven by things like 3D printing, lower cost uh, consumer electronics, and effectively the democratization of hardware such that you don't need to be a huge company with tens of millions of dollars of an R&D budget, but instead... Uh, you know, there's all sorts of great examples out there from Pebble to MakerBot and so on. The challenge that we saw, though, is that while it's easier than ever before to get to a prototype, it's still insanely hard to figure out how do you successfully scale from one to many. Mm -hmm. And that's something we've been doing, uh, you know, for many years and saw an opportunity to really help the uh, hardware entrepreneur ecosystem. Okay, so who do you work with exactly? Uh, you mentioned a couple of the companies, Pebbles, for example. Uh, so who are they, and at what stage are they then? Obviously, it sounds like they're startups, but if you could be a little bit more specific about maybe how far along in the idea stage they are. Sure. Yeah, so we work with a variety of companies. Many are startups, but also some larger, uh, you know, more established companies mm -hmm. as well. And the key thing for us to get started is, or our main input is really three things. A working prototype, and it doesn't have to work very well or very <laughs> very long, but it's more than just a napkin sketch. Mm -hmm. A bill of materials, so basically the list of ingredients that goes into making the, the product. And then also the, the CAD files or um, you know, the, the SOLIDWORKS um, files that describe the mechanical part of the system. Mm -hmm. And then from there we can help companies get ready for crowdfunding or to raise a round of investment if they choose to progress after the funding event to a request for quote where they pick a great factory. And then the whole project management side where we can assist with everything from how do you put together a comprehensive quality plan so that when you build the product, you're confident it's going to stay out and not boomerang. How do you negotiate with the contract manufacturer to get a fair contract? How do you think about design for manufacturing assembly? So taking your 3D printed part and then make it into a design that can be injection molded with drafts and rounds, mm -hmm. project management, costing and sourcing, and so on. And really every step of the way, in a sense, we're like the river guide helping the entrepreneur navigate the, the river to get from the prototype um, to ongoing production. And we're also in the boat paddling. <laughs> yeah, you're invested with them to a certain degree. And we'll talk about that later. Uh, but what I find fascinating is that, okay, you guys don't design, right? They have to come with a design. How far completed before you will engage usually? Yeah, so what we like to say is about 80% complete. So okay. it's definitely, it should not be a design that they could hand over to a factory and start mm -hmm. building. Um, it typically will work for a minute or two, you know, maybe 10 <laughs> minutes would be great, but quality hasn't been their main for, uh, main focus. It's mm -hmm. really proving out the functionality and, uh, you know, great examples. Um, as I mentioned, we had the chance to work with the Pebble team. Yes. They built a really nice working prototype, um, but it wasn't waterproof. It, uh, 
we had to think about some different components that were lower cost. But it, it definitely worked. Like they had proven that it could be done. Um, same thing with MakerBot, one of our other customers. They had proven that the, the 3D printing worked, but things like making sure that the, the way the motors moved weren't going to bind up mm-hmm. were areas that they hadn't gone down that path yet. Um, and those are all things that we can help help them with. Okay. But how cool is that to be working with people to create something that's never been created before. And here you come in and you take something that, as you say, it's not finished, but a prototype that's very iffy. And and you create something that probably perhaps hundreds of thousands or millions of consumers are eventually going to be holding in their hands or operating. And uh, that, that's got to be a really, that's got to be a rush, I would think. That's exactly how I would describe it. You know, there's it's a really sweet rush to walk into a store and sort of step back, see a customer looking at something you've helped build, <laughs> trying it on, see how they interact with it. Um, yeah. I mean, you just want to rush up to them and say, hey, I know how that works. We helped do that. But, right. you know, whenever I'm walking around and see a pebble on somebody's wrist, um, like I was just mailing something at the UPS store and the guy had a pebble on him. Like, hey, we know how that thing works. So it's uh, a great rush. You know, in our business, it's all about people as well. And just working with some of the best hardware entrepreneurs uh, out there is uh, is incredibly rewarding. Now, you were talking about the photo, the prototype and making sure that it works. And then the next stage would be taking it from the prototype to the product stage. Uh, well, I guess in there, too, you've got to have the funding. They've got to be, what, venture-backed or... Uh, uh, crowdfunded in some way. So let's talk about that. If I recall, you actually have a crowdfunding platform of your own, don't you? We did, yes. Yeah. So we had stood up a hardware-specific uh, crowdfunding platform, and we've since evolved. Um, we've learned a tremendous amount about that, maybe in terms of a little background as mm-hmm. to why we did it. What we saw is that when Kickstarter and Indiegogo started taking off a couple years ago, they fundamentally changed the product development um, timeline in terms of the way new products are born. In that, in the old days, and I, um, I, I lived this firsthand with the iRobot Scuba, um, you know, we spent millions of dollars devel- developing a product over the course of three years that we thought would take off like crazy. And what we realized afterwards is we built a $400 robot to compete with a $10 mop and bucket. It was just incredibly <laughs> frustrating. And now it's so obvious. Like, sure. Uh, you know, duh, of course. But what we love about crowdfunding is that you can really invert the paradigm. So you, and it's both good, it's good and it's dangerous, but you can sell something before you build it. So had we done that with Scuba, we would have figured out really quickly, you know, People are comparing us to a mop and bucket versus mm-hmm. with Roomba was a you know vacuum is more on, on par with the Roomba, but we see crowdfunding as an incredibly important part because it accomplishes three things: it validates the product market fit early mm-hmm. in the cycle before you've spent years and millions of dollars. It gives you cash, and it also really creates an engaged community. So right. it's the most efficient uh, form of marketing, uh, as opposed to paid marketing or, or other other approaches. The downside of it is a lot of now that this whole hardware revolution thing is taking off, a lot of entrepreneurs who have no experience in hardware are getting into it, which is incredibly exciting. But there's so many unknown unknowns. And because you sell something before you build it, it's very easy to make a really compelling video and what we call looks like model, something that Mm -hmm. looks pretty, but just doesn't work. 
Right. You'll sell that to people and then you're on the hook to deliver it. And often at that stage, the entrepreneurs have painted themselves in a corner and there's no way they can possibly do it. They're either didn't understand, you know, how much money the, the product cost, what we'd call the cost of goods sold. So they're often for everyone they sell, they lose money and that's not a good business. Yeah. They guess how long it's going to take to manufacture and they actually artificially will set it lower, a uh, shorter time than it actually will take, which will irritate their backers. Mm-hmm. And the, the last thing in the world you want is people that believed in you, um, you know, get, uh, being your worst detractors. And they also won't have a good feel for how far along in the process they are with the design that can hand, um, be handed over to the factory. So with our platform, what we wanted to do is answer all of those questions um, up front before the crowdfunding starts. You know, namely, how long is it going to take to deliver? How much money do I need to raise? And how far along is my design? And what we've done is really boiled that down into a program we now call Dragon Certified. Yes. For companies launching on Kickstarter, Indiegogo, Fundable, or AngelList, any of the great platforms out there, before they jump into it, we can help them very precisely answer these questions that are so critical to the success of a business. Because crowdfunding is just really one step. It's not the end game. And armed with this knowledge and confidence, then they can go crowdfund and then, um, you know, post-funding where um, we'd love to help them, you know, take the product that they described and then bring it to life. Yeah. So so you've moved from uh, actually having a crowdfunding platform to offering this certification that pretty much puts the stamp of approval or guarantee that they've gone through all of this thought process and all of this planning and all of this testing to ensure to their potential customers and to their backers that this is a real thing and it's going to go, right? Yes, absolutely. We think of it as just dragon certified, that we've looked at it, the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed. These entrepreneurs or companies are are on a great path to deliver on their promise. We're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about the manufacturing process in a little bit more detail, probably answer some of the questions that Scott takes his clients through when they come to him about uh, where do you find a good manufacturer, uh, how can you ensure quality, all of the kinds of things that you might consider very high level, but I bet Scott has some questions that really take you into a deep analysis of that. So we're going to talk about those things when we get back. You're listening to Smart Companies Radio on Blog Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Thinking Bigger Business Media is accepting nominations for the 14th annual 25 Under 25 Awards. These prestigious awards recognize 25 outstanding businesses with under 25 employees. We're looking for dynamic Kansas City area for-profit companies with under 25 employees that have been in business at least three years and have shown steady growth, a commitment to the community, and an ability to overcome challenges. If your company or a company you do business with qualifies for the 25 Under 25 Awards, fill out a nomination form online at 25under25.com. That's 25under25.com or call 913-432-6690 for details. Self-nominations are encouraged. Apply now. Nominations are now open and close October 14 for 25 Under 25. Special thanks to our sponsor, UMB. Visit 25under25.com to nominate your business. 
Looking to establish your brand as an industry leader? Want to deliver helpful, relevant content to your niche audience? Look no further. Our staff at Custom Publishing can produce branded newsletters, magazines, podcasts, and so much more. We'll take you from concept to distribution or assist you with any stage in between. Writing, editing, design, audio production, voiceovers, digital, print. If you have a communication need, we have a solution. Call 913-831-8100. Call us today and discuss the possibilities. That's 913-831-8100 for all your custom publishing needs. Good morning. Welcome back to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. And our guest today is Scott Miller. He is the co-founder of Dragon Innovation, which is a company that works with startups and and some larger companies as well to help take them from a prototype to a manufacturing stage and and really lead them through all the process, questioning, certification they need to ensure that their product is marketable and, and they can get it to market when they say they can. So let's talk about that a little bit. The manufacturing side of things, uh, first of all, people think manufacturing is dead in the U.S., and from everything I hear from the people who are really in it, that's could be that's so far from the truth. But when you talk about working with these startups and taking it from that, that infant prototype stage to a full-fledged manufactured product that can be mass-produced, if that's what the goal is, what, how do you get from that prototype to the manufacturing stage? What all is involved? Great question. So there's a few things that happen in parallel. After typically a crowdfunding or a venture backing event, then the next step is picking a great factory. And this is really the most important thing in the process. If you've picked a great partner, you can do anything. And if not, then it's uh, really rough sledding. So we'll go through a very detailed process and what we call the request for quote or RFQ, which typically takes six to eight weeks. It's, it's that important. And the, the trick when you're looking for a great factory is uh, we sort of use the analogy they're a lot like venture capitalists. That they have limited time and resources, and they, have to, they really want to pick a winner. Mm-hmm. And iRobot is a great example. You know, we started out super small, and then for the factory we picked, we'd do hundreds of millions of dollars of business with them. So the trick with the RFQ is always in a very accurate way. Um, but we want to show the factory the size of the opportunity. So we'll talk about the entrepreneurs, their background, if they've had a great Kickstarter campaign, um, talk about the product, what's done, what's not done, where we need help. And that's typically a, a 15 to 20 page Word document, mm-hmm. just so that we provide a great overview and, and we'll show the potential. The next part is the bill of materials. And these are the bill of materials is basically the ingredients that go into making the product. The important part here is that we want to get a cost on this, which is what we'll call the cost of goods sold, or the COGS. And as part of this process, we want to be able to line up, you know, typically three to five factories, so that we can do an apples to apples comparison. Right. So we've got a detailed um, process and procedure uh, that will let us take the bill of materials and create a fill in the blank format. Um, so it's a canonical form that can be used across all the factories. And then the third part is the schedule, because we want to know how long it's going to take um, between the major milestones. From there, we'll pick three to five factories. We work with uh, hundreds, both in the U.S. and in China. Uh, we always, uh, we're agnostic on where we build. The sure. only thing we care about is that our customers succeed. So picking absolutely the right factory mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. paramount. And uh, there's um, you know, different criteria that will go into that. 
will then bring the, the customer to every factory so they can look firsthand, get to meet the factory owners, the people they'll be working on the project. So uh, we're passionate at Dragon about not being a middleman. We never want to be between the factory and the customer. Mm -hmm. But instead, we just plug into the customer um, as a sort of like an API for manufacturing. Right. And um, it's really important. We want them to see how the sausage is made. <laughs> and the more they can learn, the, the better business they can grow. And our, our goal is to build successful businesses. Mm -hmm. so, so we'll visit the factories, and then we'll get the data back and analyze it. Uh -huh. And at the end of that, they've got a binding um, mathematically driven cost of goods sold, and also the ability to pick the, the factory that they think is the best suited. So that's one path that goes on in parallel. The other side of it is more in the project management side. So we'll take their um, design, which is probably 3D printed and uh, not done with an eye towards injection molding, which is typically the manufacturing technique we'll use for plastic. And we'll work with them, in the, um, and then after the factory is selected, we'll bring in the factory to think about how do we get the drafts and rounds. Um, and draft is really just angling the sides a little bit so it will come out of the mold. Right. And rounds lets the plastic flow evenly. And really work um, it with a process to, to make it into a design that's manufacturable. We also look at the costing and sourcing. So can we find less expensive components that are compatible and also with a shorter lead time? One of the challenges in manufacturing is we like to joke there's all these unknown unknowns. That you don't even know what's going to get you. Well, one of them is many components now have a 12-week lead time. And if you haven't planned that into your schedule, that can be devastating. Mm -hmm. So we want to, um, through the, the tools and processes we've created, uh, and also the educational material, help the customers understand really how the process works so they can build a great business. Yeah. So, so you've got those things working in parallel, the project management along with choosing the manuf or choosing the factory. And what else is going on? Yeah. So at this stage, we want to start layering in quality. And yeah. in an ideal world for more experienced teams, they've thought about quality from, from the napkin sketch. But in practice, it's probably a, there's so much focus on engineering and just getting one to work that quality has been an afterthought. In our world, we always look at cost, quality, and schedule. And so quality is the third leg of the, of the um, tripod. And at this stage, we want to think not only about functional tests, but things like transportation tests. Yes. So what happens when you ship it, let's say, from China in the summer, which is hot, put it on a plane with lower, um, lower pressure to Alaska, which is cold, and then put it on the back of a truck mm -hmm. in a bumpy road? It may leave the factory fine, but if it doesn't arrive in the customer's hands in pristine con condition, it's failed. Um, about life tests, you know, can these things actually last 2,000 hours and how do you figure that out? Um, so all of the different um, aspects of quality are incredibly important. Is that the, stan is that the standard these days, 2,000 hours? Well, it really depends on the, on the product. Mm -hmm. What we would do is typically look, about, look on how many hours a week is it used and what's a reasonable lifetime. You know, is it two years? Is it four years? And then from there, we can get a, um, a, a, a number of hours that it should last okay. for. Okay. So anyway, I, I interrupted you to ask that. Oh, what you no, were in the middle great, of. It, that's a great question. And it's incredibly important because obviously the longer it lasts, the likely the more expensive components you need. Mm -hmm. And that's going to drive up the price, which may, due to the uh, elasticity or inelasticity in the market, right. may impact the volume. So those are, you're, you're right on the heart of it. Those are the incredibly important decisions. And there's often, you know, you can't Google that answer. It's based on experience. Mm -hmm. 
and that's an area where we really try to help the, the entrepreneurs get that stuff right, um, right out of the bat. We're also um, working um, to make you know something as insanely complex as building consumer electronic products feel easy for our for our customers through our automated tools and process, so that they can really focus on engineering, sales, and marketing, and then just have a whole suite of tools through Dragon that that will make it easy to build this stuff. Right. Well, and and for the end user too, uh, we have all of this sophisticated uh, product uh, smorgasbord that we can choose from these days uh, that that are just so powerful. And yet, we want them to be as easy as turning on a radio or turning on a a television. You don't, you know, as a consumer, you don't care uh, what's driving it. You just want to be able to use it easily. So there, there's all of that kind of thought process has to be taken care of. In, in the stages that you're talking about. So it, what you're doing is is absolutely astounding to me, all the things that go into it. Now, you are a small business yourself. You keep talking about how you want to help your customers grow and help your customers scale, but you have to have a revenue model yourself, and you're working with some folks who are kind of risky. You don't know if they're going to get to market or not, or you know, even with the crowdfunding and, and the, the focus group and so forth that that, that has built into it, there's still the chance that it may not take off once you get it to the main marketplace. So how do you ensure that when you're working with customers that may not yet be funded or or maybe just early stage funding and there's the likelihood that the product may fail when it gets to market, how do you make sure that you all uh, at Dragon Innovation continue to grow? Yeah, so we've been really lucky and have been on a nice nice, uh, growth trajectory But through our process and tools, we find that we can significantly de-risk and simplify the manufacturing process so that we can help our customers be a lot more successful, grow a lot more quickly um, at a a lot lower risk than they would be able to do otherwise. And that, in a sense, de-risks our business as well. Mm -hmm. We also offer uh, different Dragon products at different stages. So I'd say the riskiest ones are the pre-crowdfunded, in that the idea really hasn't been validated and they haven't raised significant money. Right. Uh, at that stage, we have the Dragon Certified Program, which we do for um, for many companies, and it's a great way um, to help them get rolling. And if they can prove out the idea and show that they've got a great idea, they've got the marketing chops, they can talk about it in the engineering behind it, then it really sets all of us up to go and take the next steps to bring these things to life. Um, but it's sort of a, um, a diversified model. And we work with about 150 different companies. And uh, you know, in there, there's um, amazing companies like Pebble, MakerBot, Kinza, um, LifeX, Remotive, Coin, and so on. And uh, I guess we've got a pretty good batting average, so yeah. we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, you don't. You haven't put all of your eggs in one basket or bet on one product to to take you to the next stage in your own company's growth. Scott, if somebody would like to get in touch with you, learn more about what you do, how would they do that? Yeah, so the best thing is to visit dragoninnovation.com. And we've got a whole suite of tools that can help them get ready and get get in touch with us. Okay, so dragoninnovation.com. Scott, it has been wonderful talking with you today. Uh, We wish you the best of luck and much more success. Thank you, Kelly. A pleasure to be here. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit www.ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.